Hello and welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here on the podcast this week. We've got Ben Husband, hello, Adam Price, hello, and Andy Gillard, hello. Uh, on the podcast this week, we're going to talk about a brand new head coach and another defeat at Molineux. But before we get into any of that, let's start with the the adventures of Kevin Doyle. Everybody, <laughs> he's doing amazingly with Colorado Rapids. They beat uh, LA Galaxy on penalties the other night with uh, Gerard, Ashley Cole, and even Van Dam in the side as well. The through to the final of the Western Conference. It's such a random setup how they do it. But Kevin Doyle is potentially two or three games away from what? Having a MLS medal? Is and that how it works? Cup, I believe it's called Winning America. <laughs> <laughs> he's, not, he's not the MLS World Series. Yeah. Is that what it's called? He's basically two or three steps away from either meeting Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump <laughs> in an official capacity. That's a, no one comes off a winner. That's no, no. <laughs> but he seems to have. Found a new lease of life in America. It does, old it, especially, especially considering the last time I ever looked at what Colorado Rapids were doing, they were bottom of the league. So this, there must have been a massive turnaround in fortunes there. Although I imagine they must have finished like that sixth place and they've gone and <laughs> done like the playoffs and managed to finish, managed to finish, play the top team. But yeah, fair play. I, I don't know MLS football at all, but I don't gather at Colorado Rapids are like a glamorous kind of high achieving team every year. I wouldn't associate them. They're not one of the final four you ever hear no. of. It's always LA Galaxy, the odd, like Toronto, I think, do occasionally. Mm. Toronto yeah. or one of the Canadian teams. I, I know Seattle are decent. Yeah. One of the New Yorks. I forget which one are good. Was it no, Red, New, no, New Red, York City got the name. Red Bulls. Red Bulls. Because I've got the awesome Bradley Wright Phillips. Yeah. He's <laughs> 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 just scores fun, doesn't he? If I ever feel like I want to be a bit hipster, I just literally put MLS on for a few minutes on a Sunday afternoon evening. And just go and just like you know you can do a little tweak and oh look how well uh, Seattle are doing yeah getting up that MLS <laughs> does it ever sound hipster just do that for well, five I'll, I'll put MLS on and sneer at the team <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know the quality of football isn't that going over here <laughs> uh, but hope, good luck to you, Kevin Doyle we could have a former Wolf on the brink of American glory once would again. we have said this if Yellow Van Damme got to the final for LA Galaxy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He gets homesick in Wolverhampton, but LA, no, <laughs> you don't get that there either. He was voted their best ever. He was a player of the year or something? Institute like that, which caused him to question Keane. the entire validity of that award. Keane scored about 300 goals for him. Van Damme? Keane? Oh, Keane. Yeah. I was definitely meant Van Damme. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, this whole section is ridiculously low on facts and knowledge. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> I'm sure people are going to tell us, correct us. I know we've got a few American listeners, so you can obviously correct us from our limited knowledge of the MLS. Steve, at this point, is He's shouting roiled, fist clenched. No, 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 you're getting it all wrong. <laughs> Isn't the Colorado Rapids manager the real, like he's a real proper hipster? He has like a really funky moustache and waistcoat. Someone can Google that while I think of it. I'm sure we've mentioned it <laughs> on the podcast. I'm sure Rich has mentioned that before. He's got like a real funky, like a 1940s moustache, like with the curls wow. and a jacket. To be he has, yes. Pablo Mastri. Mastrani. That is a hipster name to match a hipster mm. look. It look is excellent. That. Not look an audio that. feature. Oh, that is fantastic. If we all Google him together now, <laughs> he looks excellent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, good luck, Kimmy Don. Let's get on to the, the, the main topic of today's podcast. Is that Wolves have a brand new head coach in the name of Paul Lambert. Probably someone we wouldn't have expected even at the start of the year to be charged at Molyneux after an interview process. He has now got the job. 
Gentlemen, we've talked about this on and off on the podcast last couple of weeks. His name kept coming more and more prominent, and now he's got the role. We've all had time to let it settle down in our minds that Paul Lambert is now the head coach. What is everyone's thoughts, initial reactions to the Scotsman being the new uh, man in charge at Molyneux? Go. I'm very happy. Uh, I wasn't sold on him initially, but I think from the people that were available, he was certainly the person that ticked the most boxes with me. Um, I think you essentially have to forget Blackburn, whatever he did there, because it is an absolute circus. And as he said in his conference, Villa haven't exactly improved since his departure. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm extremely happy. He's talked well in the press conference as well, so no arguments with me at the moment until he loses next week and I'll be on Twitter asking him to be sacked. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the way of the world. Yeah, I think he'd spot on, really. I think he'd said in the expression story about with hindsight, his Villa job, he actually did a decent job mm. keeping a very poor team in the Premier League for two years. Well, it was two and a half, was it, by the time he left? Yeah, because it was claiming, yeah. I think it was, yeah. So I think he did a good job with limited resources and limited players, to be honest. Yeah, he's got the track record mm. for getting promotions. He had the, got the same number of promotions as Pearson, albeit he seems a better person than Pearson, let's <laughs> be honest. Um, and what, we weren't actually quite sure of the pool of candidates. We were, uh, we were, we know whether it was Pearson and Lambert for sure. Mm. And then rumours of Sherwood and Ince, and mm. he got a bit silly then after that. Yep. So I think, given the candidate pool, it was the best, the best choice. Um, yeah, disregard Blackburn, which he actually kept them up comfortably in the end as well, mm. even though. And he left by mutual consent, didn't he? He actually yeah. made the clause in his contract because, quite rightly, just wanted to get out of there yeah. after that. Um, and then, yeah, with Villa, he didn't have too much money to spend on big name players, and he and he did it as well as he could do. With those, I and mean, what's happened since, um, so yeah, really, really quite happy, quite happy with it. What does this say about Fosen <clears throat> in terms of the Zenger appointment? Because this does this kind of smack more of it was just a temporary. Let's just put you in there and just hope for the best. Because well, they've got made a mistake on how they've gone about things mm. thus far <clears throat> in getting Zenger in, who we all know wasn't first choice, um, and also with probably with Booty as well. Now that he's gone, I realised that kind of setup wasn't mm. the right way. Um, and someone with knowledge of this league is the right call. I'm just a bit annoyed that Bruce was there at the start mm. and we didn't go for him. That still rankles with me a little bit because he's doing quite well at Villa at the moment. And I thought, well, maybe at the start of the season we could have had him, potentially, but who knows? We'll, we'll never know. But Lambert, um, he should be hope should be a good fit and hopefully he's got a, he's got a big job on his hands and knowing what to do with the squad yeah. at the moment. Because Fosun have uh, top loaded us for players, and we I think he spoke about in the conference, uh, press conference about trimming the squad down. Yeah, he said it's too big. Yeah, and who's gonna yeah do and that? And, so and well. the foreign players have have got to kind of embrace English culture. Mm. He's kind of saying all the things that fans have been saying if, for the last few weeks. If you ignore the sort of Zenga experiment, which didn't work, I believe Lambert's an upgrade on Jacket. Hmm. which means we're in a better position managerially than we were potentially what would have been two weeks before the start of the season. So in that aspect, I'm happy. Um, also going back to Zenga, it was interesting to hear what Thalwell said. Uh, he mentioned the length of contract and that he's back on to a 12-month rolling contract, um, which is what they've done previously. Uh, and he said the Zenga appointment, the deal was slightly different. 
I'm not sure if anyone's got any knowledge of what that was at the time. Or... I'm sure someone can tell us what that was, but we were all kind of before recording is thinking, what, what, what was that then? Well, uh, game by game. <laughs> <laughs> it, lit- it literally could have been. Congratulations, you're still in the job, here's your pay packets. <laughs> See you next week. Or maybe... <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I quite like with Lambert is that he hasn't just jumped straight back into another job, mm. which could have been easier. I quite like the fact that he's been away and sort of refreshed himself from what from how he's been speaking yeah, yeah. about it, going away to Germany, finding out other things, other methods to to manage. And so I think that's quite admirable, really. He's saying all the right things as football fans when we love our, we like to think we know a lot more than about football than we do oh I've gone away to Germany oh he's gone away to Germany well, I, I just he's, like, he's learnt his trade he's saying not to say that obviously that's not good for him but he's again he's saying all the right things I just like the fact that we had a manager that we had to wait a couple of days for because he was out in Dortmund watching and playing the Champions League <laughs> which is great <laughs> Jacket would have been watching a beaver show yeah. in a wood <laughs> That's literally the first thing that came into my head because he looks like one. Um, also, he could have been, he could have spent his days rolling around on the hamster wheel at high speed. Is <laughs> there an element with Foden that they, they they came in and perhaps they thought right we'll we'll do it this way? It hasn't worked, but they also had to they had to throw players in because they didn't know what they were doing and it was it was so close to the start of the season they just needed players. Like uh, yeah, here we go. There's some players. Yeah, I reckon they've come in with with their it's their club now. They can they can approach it how they want and. Unless they're well told them otherwise, that Ferguson's plan was to do it the way they've done it, unknown coach or unproven coach, and dump twelve players onto the squad. Now, Jeff Shee said himself that they've learnt a lot in the last few months. He's probably yeah. learned that top loading the the squad with a lot of players within four weeks probably wasn't the best way to to go about strengthening the squads and getting an untested manager wasn't always the best way to do it. I've got images now about Zenga clocking in and clocking out of the training ground all the time with a little, a little, little temporary agency card. Hole <laughs> <laughs> punching. Click clocks and hole punches into Compton Park every day. Do you still need me today? <laughs> yes. Go on, then you go. Take train. Going to Jeff Sheehan getting the timesheet signed at the end of the week. <laughs> Can you sign this for us, Jeff? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, they've, I, I think this is like a, just an admission of um, we've got it wrong initially and with, with Lambert in and the setup as it is now. Mm. Um more probably probably learnt a lot and I've had yeah. someone in the room saying you, you should be doing it this way with a guy with more experience he hasn't got an assistant yet has he Paul Lambert last last night well they've appointed you Stuart Taylor, Taylor but he's not been coach. appointed as a, an assistant head coach no. Rob Edwards obviously has, has kept his job as well as part of the team as well mm. they're both first team coaches yeah. that's their title as far as I'm aware is it also a bit bad that we've had such a lim- we've almost set our target for such a limited pool of available managers could we have not have tried to go for a manager from another team, if we have the ambition, I know it's difficult at this time of the season if the managers settle. But I think the difficulty is with that sort of approach. You're looking at people above you. Would they want to come down? Mm. Possibly not. Or you're looking at managers who are below you making the step up. So you don't really have the experience, and we don't really want to end up with another Dean Saunders. Mm. So maybe that's why they were looking at that particular pool of managers. The only manager that I could think of that we potentially could have gone for but again is Mark Warburton at Rangers would have been the only one that I could think of that's sort I mean he's at a huge club he's he's at a much bigger club than Wolves but it's something that maybe we could have pitched at. that would have been the only person I could think of there was talk of a mystery candidate wasn't there last week 
Who who would have people liked that mystery <laughs> candidate? That tweet was brilliant. <laughs> With the box, the mystery box. You can have the washer dryer combination or whatever inside the mystery box. The box! <laughs> who would have people liked to have been in that mystery box? If you could choose anyone from the world of not even just football, non football, film, TV, classic pop culture, who would you like to be in that box for a potential Wolves manager candidate? Or oh, sorry, slash head coach. I feel like it's just too many people. Yeah, that's a broad net that is because you could go either like if you're talking football, it would be sort of like Felix McGath. If you're talking pop culture, it could have been Pat Sharp. (laughs) (laughs) Pat Sharp would be excellent. (laughs) What about uh, what's the name? Melanie Martinez, assistant coaches on the either side of him, taking the pom poms. (laughs) Molyneux rammed. And Molyneux would have had a little go kart track off the side of it as well, just like the Funhouse. Half time entertainment every every game, (laughs) Funhouse. I don't know, I think uh, I still think Zordon from Power Rangers would be the call. <laughs> you know, he's got a good recruitment record, he trains from, you know, youth development, you know, he gets the best out of his, his team. <laughs> you know, they save the world every week, so... Yeah. <laughs> Should be able so, to get a point at home to Leeds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, someone like that, I'd like to see. I'd heard a rumour that it was actually Patrick Vieira. Yeah, I'd heard the, the mystery box. Sopping so, so the, the bright lights in New York City for all yeah. to, The city of dreams, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the, the alleged rumour, but I don't think I'd have particularly wanted him. I think I'd rather have had Zordon, to be honest. I think he's got more experience at dealing with the youth. Well, so. it'd have been a big change, wouldn't it? One's like a multicultural city, like yeah. one of the hubs of the world. Yeah. And the other's New York. Yay! <laughs> I need a drum kit just to top that one off. <laughs> oh, so Paul Lambert, head coach of Wolves. Um, would there have been anyone else you'd liked to have seen come in? Or are we just going to say, yeah, it's Lambert. Done. Move on. Move on. It'd be sucks in three months anyway. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, Lambs. You know, if he um, doesn't do well next year and the people are called for his head, would it be Lambert to the slaughter? <laughs> Silence that's got of the Lambert. Oh, <laughs> that's, oh, that, is. that one didn't get in there. Just, <laughs> that, that's better. Express and Star, we've got your headlines for you straight away. <laughs> Put the little credit at the bottom for us as well. Uh, so, Paul Lambert is the new uh, head coach at Wolves. We uh, wish you all the best. So, we go straight into another defeat at Wolves, which I believe now it's no win in six. Have we lost, just lost count? I think it might be seven. Seven? Ooh, don't know. Yeah. When was the last one? Brentford. Brentford at yeah. home, yeah. That was like a long time ago. Yeah. So Wolves lost uh, 3-2 at Molyneux. If you were neutral, you probably really enjoyed the game. But for us, once again, it was an annoying, frustrating game filled with poor performances and referee mishaps. Um, Dobby were up 2-0 within the first 20 minutes, thanks to goals from Int and Int, sorry, and Bent. And it capped off a terrible first-half performance. Wolves uh, did their usual second-half comeback. Costa grabbing a goal. Then there was a questionable penalty for a derby again, which Tomlin's finished. And then Edwards once again got a goal to make it 3-2. But once again, Wolves could not find that equaliser. Um, it was the first time that Derby had beaten Wolves at Molyneux in 10 years. Rob Edwards was in the Wolves side. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically. Um, been a few days now, obviously, after that game. Terrible first half. Perhaps a, you know a, a bit more of improved second half. What was... Before we go into it, what was everyone's initial reaction to the another defeat at the weekend? It was our season in a nutshell. Mm. We conceded early because of a stupid error by a couple of players. Well, actually, we conceded two quite early, didn't we, this time? It was a spirited second half, dodgy refereeing decisions. That's been pretty much every game for us mm. this season. Well, 
Last <laughs> well, I said it. Don't know. I really considered that was crossed well. arms as well. <laughs> After fifteen minutes, I wanted to go home because I mean, this was like a Derby team who that was called a lot. Have they yeah. under Pearson and then McLaren, and they're being made to look like world beaters. Hmm. And I thought, what's going on there? I mean, the bent, the bent goal that was a good finish and everything, but again, just the whole lead up to it, and the first one as well, just littered with individual mm. individual errors. And then, yeah, the second half. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if I should do it from right. So I think we deserved a point based on the second half display. Mm. But it's just again, always giving ourselves too much to do, yeah. and we're too late to the party, isn't it? Again? Yeah, and when you have a defence as as leaky as errors, you can't. And we certainly can't rely on our strikers at the minute to score two goals a game mm. at a minimum to, to win a game because we, we can barely score one most of the time. So, and what's ironic is that before the game started, I looked at the team sheet and I, I, I wouldn't have picked any different team. Mm. I looked at that and I thought, yeah, that's the team that I would pick. It was, pick it was the team, it's the team that people have been asking for like, yeah. for weeks. Mm. And then after 30 minutes, it's like, oh, right. I, I think. <laughs> I did say before the game, um, without Sass in midfield, I, d- I don't. I think we're quite lightweight, mm. which proved the case. Mm. We were better in the second half. The first half was as pathetic as a Wolves performance I can yeah. I can recall. If we would have got a point, it would have been they'd have been in strike jumpers. It would have been criminal. Um, we should have been five or six down at half time. It was incredible yeah, how they scored more. Unbelievably bad. Mm. There were some tremendous sacks from Lonergan. Fair play to him. Yeah, he fair play some worldies at times. After the first five minutes when he couldn't kick straight, I thought, oh, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Lonergan. And then he redeemed after, himself. Well, he yeah. was at fault for the first. Yeah. yeah. Not well. He could have pushed it over. Yeah. Well, he, he was a poor kick and then yeah. he should have pushed it over or caught it. But he made some really good saves to make up for it. Especially the second half. Can't be too good to come. Let's go through the goals, and obviously we just talked about that that first goal. The second goal from Ben, it was a cracking finish. There's yeah. five Absolute, players around yeah. Will Hughes when he chips it through. Yeah. Five yeah. players, which is... And then he's got the time to chip yeah. it through, and then Ben's got two round him, but no one within five yards. Mm. It's, a, it's an unbelievable it's an goal. Finish. It's an yeah. unbelievable goal, but... He should never have had the chance. It's yeah. like he could do, he could have done that around cones, essentially. <laughs> That's all it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was just gold, old gold cones. Now, soon after that goal, as uh, soon as Danny Bart received the ball, he got a tremendous boo. Perhaps you could argue sec- uh, sections from the South Bank. What do people think of that? Was it is it right to really boo a particular player? Because he probably no, Danny Bart wasn't really the only one at fault for that goal. Should he should he be, be being booed like that? Mm, it was a bit embarrassing. That was really. Yeah, I thought um, it was. I need to cringe at it, to be fair, because I know we all know that he hasn't been playing well mm. and he hasn't f- for a while. But to single your own, our own captain out for booing from a, a collection of team errors that mm. led to a goal, he's just, at the minute, I think, in some quarters of the South Bank, he's a scapegoat mm. at the moment. Um, and Fair play to Danny Bart. He didn't go hiding. No. Some players could do. He didn't. He came and he was one of the... you know. Came straight up to the South Bank at full time. Yeah. I, I don't think I would have done that if I was in his well, that, position. That's my main issue with it, to be honest, because he's not, even when his performances aren't there, he's certainly not one that shirks responsibility intentionally. Um, ever since he's come into the side, he's, he's always put his heart into it. Whether he's good enough is another question. Mm. Um, but it's not like a Jamie O'Hara situation. Um, I'm not a fan of booing your own team when mm. you. 
fair play at the final whistle, but before that, I don't really see how it, how it impacts. Yeah, yeah. But each of them. Um, in the second half, I say a bit more improved performance. Costa once again scoring nice little play from Bodvarsson, who I felt kind of felt all game. They Derby just figured him out, just crazy out, and that's it. You're not, he's not going to do anything. But he did well to kind of get onto the byline, head it back mm. for Costa. But I think Derby would Derby complain for an offside yeah. of that as well. But I, I, it seemed fine to me when I. He, it back. he looks more and more like a blunter version of Kevin Doyle every time I mm. see him at the moment. Um, I think he needs a rest, to be honest. He looks he looks spent. Not that we can rest him, but I, I don't see him ever getting to ten, even 10 goals mm. in a season. He looks very leggy at the minute. Yeah. He's played a lot of football because obviously he was in the Euros in the summer as mm. well. And Which is exactly what we did to Doyle. Yeah, McCarthy ran Doyle into the ground. And we haven't got backups really. We obviously we've got Dico, but he's still trying to get to that yeah. that, that that peak. Mason, he's still injured. I'm, I'm mm. guessing he's nowhere near the team. Gladon, six weeks, isn't it? Oh, is it? oh I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, Gladon, I, I you know I think we're going to be surprised if we if he sees again. If anyone saw it on Twitter, um, Schiffner Balti <laughs> had done a post on their Facebook about how he seems to apparently go. It's like three times a week. Three times a week, <laughs> and they, he had some kind of award with he him. He had a big bottle of Cobra. That was. That was just a big bottle of beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's funny is on his uh, Instagram account, he's always tweeting, or tweeting, or Instagramming on his on his account. Saying, on the gram. On my way to training on match day, he's so excited about training on match days. And why are you excited about training? <laughs> oh, especially match days. Is it just you take your match day suit pre-packed with you to go and sit in the stands? <laughs> what you have in Bovril? Oh, very nice, very nice. Um, I, my, my opinion is the same on Bob Larson. Yeah. I just think that he, I've mentioned before in the last on the last fan cast I was on that he's been used as a Kevin Doyle because air, air plays just lump it long to him. And he's not even winning his headers anymore. I think this was the second... I, I didn't really watch the Blackburn game, but I, certainly for the Leeds game and Derby game, he didn't have a shot. Mm. I can't, he didn't I can't even remember the last time he had a shot. He's not had a... He's, he's not I can't, had a, genuinely, I can't no. remember the last we time he had a shot. He had a ball from at his feet, yeah. he had a shot. I can't remember. He hasn't yeah. scored since Birmingham, as far as I'm aware. But it's like I've said, I think teams have just figured out how to... I don't, it's not particularly a slight on him because I think the way we play football doesn't particularly help him. Yeah. But at the start of the season, he was carving out a lot of chances for himself. Yeah. Which, whether it's beating a man and flashing a shot wide, he's not I genuinely, without it being a dig, I can't remember the last shot he had. Um, and that's the same with Dicko. Since he's come back, we're not really playing a solo football that suits him. Yeah. It's not on the ground, which benefits him. It's all, it's a lot, there's a lot of hoof ball and balls in the air at the minute. And, you know, probably the smallest man on the pitch. He does it well to hold it up when it comes in the air. Yeah. But the way he's going to score a goal is if he's got the freedom on the ball on the ground. Yeah. Well, I felt that really. <laughs> stunted there come back come back in the second yeah. half after Costa had scored yeah. um, I can't remember if Derby scored again or not but we brought Dicko on for Bod Varson but then carried on playing the same way yeah, carried yeah. on lumping it up I'm like well if Bod Varson's not winning headers Dicko's certainly yeah, going to exactly. win any headers what are you doing? Without without Sice in there we are mm. a lot more of a long ball team because he is better at rotating possession and keeping the ball um, I think we, we go very very direct it's odd though with him because again with Blackburn and a couple of games before that people were saying why is he in the team and then we we lost to Derby and I did see a lot of people saying well we need to say he, he, would, team. he, he seems like he's becoming a Marmite player he, he would be the first name on my team sure. yeah. yeah without a doubt he'd be the first name on that um, then we had the, the questionable penalty Tommins got the goal from a Cavalero foul was it a penalty gentlemen on looking back at it now it, it didn't look like it at the time my view from the South Bank, mm. and I've seen it a few times on YouTube. Doesn't look like there's any contact, to be honest. It's very soft. Yeah, I've only yeah. watched it back the once, and I'm, I can't 
can't see why. But you compare that to Cavalero going down a few minutes later well, from you... Tom in. Oh, well. uh, Edwards then came out of nowhere like, again. A, like a salmon, <laughs> headed the ball in. Once again, he's he scored. I think uh, surely uh, Mason was top scorer. It must still be top scorer, but Costa and Edwards now must be edging closer. Costa's on four now, isn't he? Yeah. So I think that's equal with Mason in all competitions. And Edwards is on three. I love that Edwards. Yeah. I absolutely yeah. love him. Yeah. yeah. I'd said on Twitter afterwards, he's the people's captain. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's the one we all sort of want we've as been, captain. Now. Pe- he's the only one. We've been trying to replace him for 10 years. Yeah. People have been trying yeah. to get him out of the side for 10 years, but and we've still not got a better a yeah. better version of David. I keep, you know, I keep making this argument every single week, and every week, even after the Derby game, there were comments like, David was our, be- was our best player, and that's saying something. Yeah. Why, what, yeah. why is that saying something? <laughs> <sighs> Just embrace David. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> embrace him. Um, we talked about Logan, Logan as well. Some great saves in the second half from him. But Kimi probably surely will probably come back in after the international oh, break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was there anybody who came out well in that game on Saturday? Edwards. Edwards. Yeah, he was, yeah. man, of the, he was man, yeah. my man of the match. My cap was doffed. Your working man's man of the match. Yes, he was. Yeah. Was that everybody else's Absolutely. working man's man of the match? I would, was, yeah, yeah. I, would, I would. I wouldn't give it to any of them, but if I had to, it would be Edwards. Um, Cavalero's frustrating. Yeah. Because when he when he got the ball, his delivery for the goal for Edwards, his goal was absolutely unbelievable. Mm. Um, he just needs to settle down and do it. For, yeah. I think he looks advertised. Oh, I do. I, I think he's a really exciting player. Um, I don't think he wanted to be there in the first half. He certainly didn't look mm. like he did. But second half, I. I when we're in that mood where we're rampaging forward and it's attack after attack, yeah. he looks he looks a real threat. But we're not always going to be able to do you, that. You just look at him and think you know there's there's something there. You can't have been bought for seven million for a re you know for no reason, and you, you're almost like you think there is something there, and you're just itching for it to come out. I, I think he needs a run of games. Just start yeah. start him now for the next four or five games. He needs just to see how it goes. Um, he needs to maybe like Costa. That's what he needs to do. Mm. Costa, after the first couple of games, there was a few doubters, I think it was a bit lightweight, but look how far he's come on there, mm. and Cavalero needs to do the same. Cavalero kind of hugs the touchline a lot more than Costa does. Costa yeah. comes in a lot, hence why he's getting more goals, because he's in. He's kind of in the middle, he's scoring yeah, positions. Yeah, yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure he'll come well, because he's, he's a very skillful player, Cavalero, and I'm sure he'll come well once he acclimatises better. As Lambert has said in his press conference about settling the... Yeah. The Portuguese players, or the foreign players in general, down and get them into the culture. So I'm sure one, after the month or two, hopefully, we'll be seeing we'll be seeing mm. more of a seven million mm. pound player than what we have so far. Because we've only seen him in fits and starts yeah, prior yeah. to this. It's been sort of 10, 15 minutes here and there. So you are right. He needs a run of games, starting a run of games, and just getting used to. Do you think we'll see Takshara in the next couple of weeks? <sighs> It'd be interesting, won't he? Obviously, he came off midway through the. F- I thought it was the wrong, probably the wrong decision, but but he was played in the wrong position again. Yeah. So, mm. um, but he started off the season so well. But he's he, he's not been put in a position at any. Mm. Where, he's a number ten. He it? needs to be in the like in the pocket behind mm. the striker. That's what he mm. needs to do. He can't sit in with Cody, and it doesn't work because mm. he's he is too lightweight for that yeah. position. And one of the big tests for Lambert, I think, in the coming weeks is he kind of needs to pick more of a. Consistent starting eleven. Obviously, you'll chop and change a player here or there, depending on the team and depending on the tactic. We probably need to now have a consistent starting eleven, in particular defence, because we every week it's a different kind of defensive setup. So, if you were to have a four-man defence, uh, who would be your consistent four 
people in defence. Because there's so many to choose from. Do they have to be Wolves players? <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. That's the criteria. They have to be contracted to Wolverhampton Orange Football Club. It's so difficult to choose because... They're all just full of errors mm. at the minute, and you have to you have to put Danny Barth in there. I think just yeah. because he's the captain, he's, yeah. or it, whether you want him to drop or not, he's not going to get dropped. He's an automatic choice in that four. Mine would be Borthwick Jackson, yeah. who I thought wasn't too bad on Saturday. Actually, oh, such a bad first half. Mm. Who did Tom, Tom Ince was running in. Who, who didn't? I thought he was okay second mm. half. Second, I, yeah. like, I think he's a good he's a good player on the ball. I play yeah. Borthwick Jackson, play House and Bath, mm. and I play Doherty right back. I wouldn't have my author in the squad, but that's a personal beef that <laughs> yeah. I've had for the last two years. My <laughs> author has gradually got worse I I since he's joined the I team. He's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. A really so uncomfortable. Very, very poor mm. player. I mean, he was massively at fault for the second goal. Yeah. That first touch was just dire. But again, I offer in general a horrendous game yeah. on Saturday. Terribly horrendous. It's a heightened horrendous. Adam, any any changes to Ben's personally? or? Oh, Sylvia. Well, oh, that was just why can't you have the dream? The, the best was, looking man, apart from Rob Edwards. I was going to say that was, I'll have the same three bar Sylvia because I think Matt Doherty's regressed. Yeah. Probably as much as I offer, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, and I know, I know we haven't really saw a lot of Sylvia, to mm. be fair. But he's got the pedigree about him, hasn't he? He's played for Atletico Madrid. Yes. <laughs> If, if, if I've got any sort of reason to make a case, that's why. And when I've seen him play, I know he's played in Fitz and Spurs, but I, I thought he was great. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, I went Silvio, Hawes and Bart, and then, what, Borthwick Jackson, would he, would he play right back? Would it be that? Or Doherty, whoever it is, I, you know. But it's funny how our best um, defence in the last few years, at championship level especially, has been Horse and Isle for at the wing, at the, the wing backs. And steaming apart in the middle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why not? Why not try that again? Why not go back to a defence that was actually stopping goals yeah. consistently? Mm-hmm. Off on a tangent, back to gorgeous humans because I'm still talking about <laughs> Sylvia. <laughs> During the game, because I was I was fuming at Rob Edwards. I talked him in on Twitter, and obviously because we was on telly, people were watching us that maybe haven't watched us yeah, a yeah. lot. I would say 95% of the tweets were saying, have Wolves got the most attractive manager in English football? <laughs> and the answer, yes. Yes, yes, we have. That is a bit disappointing that Rob Edwards is no longer the kind of the in charge because we did have that honour of having the best-looking man in English football. Oh, Paul Lambert's going to be devastating. <laughs> yeah. That's all you meant in this regard, are you? He look, he's better than I've seen him before. Yeah. Well, in, that, in that press conference, someone, I don't know who asked the question, said that um, he, said, he, asked, he said to Paul Lambert, uh, why, have you, why have you come back into football? Because you said when you stay, when you, the more longer you stay away from football, the more you look like Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> Someone tweeted us a picture that um, Paul Lambert came in, like, you know, that black shirt, black trainers. But he had some kind of black tra- trainers, with, you know, the ones where that you have the front pulled up. Oh, yeah. Those. Awful stuff. I don't know, he's trying to be hipster, he's like, he's coming in going, oh, I've got to kind of compete with this Rob Edwards guy. So I told that's a horrendous start. <laughs> Terrendous. <laughs> Terrendous. <laughs> I, I think I'll speak for everyone when. I say that I hope he goes with a suit. I really hope he goes with a suit. That's another question. A rugby shirt would be a yeah. poor choice. Well, he's had a shirt, he's had a normal t-shirt, a suit, a rugby top, and he's gone track a track suit, suit track before. Suit Ben's going for a suit. If he's taking the job seriously, yeah. a suit, possibly a waistcoat. He's not Ooh. gone for it before. So he might do a different one. Yeah, a different variation. I think a waistcoat and jacket so we go full three-piece <laughs> could be... That's what I would go for personally. A, no, t- no a tartan, a tartan Ooh, jacket. 
Potentially. Yeah. Might be too strong. <laughs> Might be too strong a statement. Would anybody else go for any other ones? What would like to see Paul Lambert? I bet you Paul Lambert, if he ever listens to this, thinking, what are these guys? I, I, I am never accepting an interview from these in my life. Track to <laughs> top with kilt. Ooh. Yeah, I'm all for the kilt. Golden yeah. kilt. Sparring everything. <laughs> Yeah. And then it'll be available in the club shop after two weeks. If he's not wearing a kill, Lambert out. <laughs> I actually seen tweets Lambert out on Saturday. <laughs> I think he'll go tracksuit, unfortunately. That'll be I think standard standard winter attire. I'd be disappointed. I loved it when Sol Bakken wore his suit with the scarf. Excellent. Very Mancini like. <laughs> Sartori was an excellent manager. <laughs> Snoozer got out of fashion, haven't they? No manager. No, 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 well, they're not. They're, they're, oh, well, the band non players, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, you'll see many managers wearing them, but there you go. Uh, so, all in all, gentlemen, another defeat. I think we're 19th in the table, if I'm right. Yeah, I think we are. Um, surely the only way's up. Well, you say that. Well, literally <laughs> not. <laughs> Lambert's playing his, playing his cards safe because he said, uh, someone asked him, what's your aim? And he went to get out of this division. <laughs> and that he was it. say which one. Thought, oh, right, so that is it. Doing the Saunders tactic. I'll get us out of this division. <laughs> I'm not telling you which way, though. <laughs> right, we'll finish this week's podcast on uh, Twitter Corner. Your chance to send us your Wolves or non-Wolves related questions and we will answer them. Uh, if you don't have Twitter, which we've been asked before, you can email your questions into us, podcast at wolvesfancast.com, uh, Facebook Wolves Fancast, just search for it and just send us a message or pop a post on the wall. Uh, first one from John Cadden, who likes his uh, food related tweets, he uses some really good ones and this is one this week where he says, chip shop pickled eggs, are they in your neck of the woods? Huge jars in local chippies up here, which is West Yorkshire. I see them on and off in chippies around here. I've got my own in my house. You've got your own jar of pickled eggs. Do you like pickled eggs? I love them. <laughs> I don't think I've got a jar in his house. I don't think I've ever tried a pickled egg. They're like eggs pickled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should have a food up because you still have you still had a scone? No, I've had one though. Maybe I, <laughs> I bring the scone, you bring the pickled egg. I smell um, a sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll both try it at the same time. Yeah. Anyone else seen pickled eggs recently in you know, chip shops around the Wolverhampton area? Not in my local one. No, no the hit and miss. Unfortunately. We had to get a political question in because of the election tomorrow. Because obviously, by the, if you're listening to this, you know if it's uh, Clinton or Trump. And Aaron Baines asked, who would be best placed to fix our centre-half woes, Clinton or Trump? Who would you prefer to be in the centre heart, in the centre <laughs> of defence, Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump? Trump could build a wall. Yeah, very apt. Very apt. <laughs> he, he wouldn't have a Mexican centre half partner, would he? <laughs> <laughs> he would be very, very, very yeah. much on the right wing. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a few too many email leaks as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. So Donald Trump, then we're going for. Mm. Yes. Or are we going for against Donald Trump? We have no political. I think essentially we've just said vote Trump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, James Fielden says, uh, with magnums, do you bite the chocolate off, then eat the ice cream, or all in one? So I'm presuming, do you what eat it? it normally, or do you then eat? Or I'm presuming James is saying, do you eat it normally, or do you take the chocolate pieces off first and then the ice cream? Just a layer of chocolate I, off yeah. Yeah. Chocolate I, first. I go chocolate first. No, I see the whole thing. Just, yeah, a, I just, go just a soft, a soft bite to crack. Yeah, and then chip away. <laughs> Excavate the chocolates. <laughs> that, that, would, that would be. And then layer by layer, just. That, that would be the way I'd go. No, I'd go for a just normal eat, ice, eat, eat, ice cream etiquette. Just eat it. Do you not get it. uneven cracks when you bite into it? Do you not get shards? 
What the, to be fair, you kill you, me. Eat little ones one, you do get the risk of chocolate slippage coming exactly. off the side. It slides off the ice cream. You, you may a danger. You're at risk of having some. Do you think chocolate. if you if you cracked up a shard of chocolate magnum and dropped it off the top of the building, it would go through someone? <laughs> <laughs> as dangerous as chocolate. So, so, so someone puts a sign at the bottom of a tall building saying "Danger, Magnums above." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dropping Magnum shards. Um, Jamie Rutherford said that Jackie got 18 points. Um, I think it was that last season. Uh, Zenga got 16 in his, his first few games here. How many do you think Paul Lambert will get in charge from his first 14 games, point-wise? Or hopefully maximum, but in a realistic world. So 14 times three, gentlemen. 46. Is... I don't. I'm going to agree with that because I don't. Forty-five. Know. <laughs> <laughs> he picked up a point for winning a penalty shootout. <laughs> oh, so fourteen to beat. Yeah, fourteen. Fourteen uh, times three is. I think we'll get twenty-five. Yeah. Forty-two points, isn't it? It's forty-two. So how many yeah. points out of forty-two? Wow, we really don't know maths. <laughs> we really all don't know maths. Expose us here. Yeah. So out of forty-two points, then how many points do you think Lambert can get in his fourteen games? First fourteen. If he makes it to 14, that is. I'm going to go with 20. 20? Yes. Andy, you have for 25. Is that right? I can chose you. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I thought you said 25. I said 25. You said 25. I think we'll get 25. Oh. Is that including tonight's match? No. No. <laughs> Which is still nil-nil, apparently. Oh. Just tweeted. The ticket trade cup. Yeah, I think I'm mid-20s. I think yeah. it might take him a week or two to get to grips with it, but... An exact number? 25, yeah. 25. <laughs> we'll, go for, we'll go for 25. <laughs> I'm going for 22, just to uh, even it all out. And the final question on uh, Twitter call this week, which is from The Boss Chappers. He's the boss, that Chappers is. Uh, what is, what is, well, which was correct? What is correct? Roll, cob, bap or batch? These gentlemen's from Nuneaton, and he says batch. That's incorrect. That is the wrong answer. Yes. I've never even heard it referred to as a batch. No, I've never heard a batch before. So roll, cob, or bath. It's a cob. Yeah, cob. I think I would go. I'd go bath. I would probably go roll. Ooh. Oh dear. But I have oh seen them as balms as well. That's balms. like Manchester balm, yeah. Okay. I'm not a bombshell. <laughs> There's a sign, I think, at one of the pubs on the, I think in Chapel Ash, where it just, there's it beyond the bar, it just says, it's not, it's got a picture of a cob, and it is yeah. a cob, listed, and, then, <laughs> and, then, and in white letters it's got behind it, it's not, and lists all the things it's not, those included, yeah. barns, baps, batch, batch yeah. and all the rest of it, it says, it's a cob. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for all that's your selective <laughs> it's swear box there. Uh, and that's it, that's all we've got time for, obviously it's the international break now, so there'll be no podcast next week. And we'll be about the week after because we'll be uh, looking out or reviewing, if I can get my words out, uh, Lambert's first game in charge against Preston away. Uh, thank you for listening. Thanks to our sponsors. I can't get my words out this week. Thanks to our sponsors. Uh, <laughs> Opera Creative. <laughs> if you're looking for a new website or web solution, check them out at operacreative.com. Follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all your short social media platforms. Type in Wars Fancast and you will probably find us there. Um, and that's it. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. It's bye from Ben. Lambert out. <laughs> bye from Adam. Bye bye. Bye from Andy. Tara. And it's bye from me. See you in a couple of weeks. Bye.